New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Ray Palermo, guest host of New Dimensions Radio, and I'm here with Lisa Schrader. She's the founder of Awakening Shakti and author of the ebook Getting Started with Tantra. Lisa, welcome to New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you, Ray. We've been talking about evolution and energy and this Shakti, mm. sacred feminine, mm-hmm. but share with us how it is that you teach women to embody this process of really resourcing themselves with this energy? Mm. This is a great question because the word Shakti is such a big word, you know, divine, feminine, life force energy. How do you even get your brain around that? So the way I got my brain around it as a student of these teachings to begin with was to connect to three aspects for me that orient me around what Shakti is, and it's body, heart, and soul. And the way that I've been really feeling into that rather than just as a mental concept but in my body is that to me, it feels a lot like the tree of life, maybe, where the body is our root system, you know, so it's the part of us that's really earthy, connected to the mother, the matter, right? And the needs of this body for nourishment, you know, the the soft animal of this body, as Mary Oliver says in her beautiful poem. So... That's the root system of us. And then the trunk of that tree is really the heart and the power of the heart and the power of love. We all know this, right? It all comes down to love. So it's just this really, really anchoring in the potency of our hearts. And then the the branches of the tree reaching up to the heavens, we might think, or up to the sky for me is really about spirit or soul or the domain of the sacred. You know, what is holy to us, our capacity for prayer, for knowing that we are divine creatures having a human experience, not the other way around, right? So that part of us that is eternal. And the part of us that's being guided, you know, by we might call it God or Goddess or Divine Mother, Holy Father, universe, nature herself, and that we can draw on that for resource. We can always count on that if we make time and space to to honor that. The roots, the trunk, the branches going out, that's my shortcut body, heart, and soul. And then, of course, all the practices just kind of come out of, of each of those areas. I think sometimes we might be spending more time in our heart. We might be dealing with something that's really emotional for us. Other times, our body really needs our attention. You know, we're dealing with a disease or we're not feeling as fit or as vital or our sexual energy is really shut down and we're not feeling, you know, connected to our passion anymore. Other times, it's really about like, I got to slow down. I got to listen to my inner wisdom. It might be more soul work. But in general, this orient is really the root of my teaching and the root of my personal practice. That's what I love about what you're saying because it is about a personal practice. It's not me yeah. doing what you do. Exactly. But me finding my own exactly. way. Exactly. 
That is so, so key. This is an old model, right, where we listen to the teacher or the guru tells us this is how, you know, you need to practice. Or, you know, the interesting thing, Ray, that was kind of shocking to me when I first began to do my own awakening around this is that for the most part, our spiritual practices for thousands of years have been developed by men for men and handed down to men. What were the women doing, right? Well, the women were caring for the children and cooking the soup and doing all of those things, but they were in their own spiritual practice as well, but they were in life. And so a lot of times, and those, you know, those blessings on the spiritual practices that have been handed down to us. But for example, let's just take meditation. For a lot of us sitting with an erect spine, eyes closed, trying to empty the mind, be in stillness, follow the breath, there's a lot of regiment and structure to that that can be, no doubt about it, enormously helpful. So it's not that that's not an incredibly powerful practice, but if we want to be in the fullness of our Shakti in the feminine, she's usually engaged with life. She's not trying to shut out life. She's not trying to shut down her, her sexuality. She's not, doesn't have her eyes closed. She's got her eyes open. She might be watching the kids. She might be, <laughs> she might be doing a lot of things in that moment, right? But there's an engagement with life. And so, for example, some of our feminine meditation practices might be more like a moving meditation or um, eyes open meditation, or we might be meditating through our dance practice or through our um, whatever we're crafting or our creativity practice. We might be meditating in presence as we're caring for the children or we're running our business. Like there's just these different ways we can start to orient towards what is our spiritual practice that isn't any less potent for our awakening because it is not following those more traditional, we might call more masculine models. I love that. But it does feel like what is necessary is a certain amount of dedication to it. I agree. I agree. I'm so glad that you're saying that because when we move into our spiritual practices, right, oh, here comes the shadow side of that. Well, it's just not in my flow. I'm not really feeling in the flow today, so I can't really show up for work or I can't really, you know, make progress on my book I've been trying to write or, you know, be a better coach to my clients because it's just, I'm just having an emotional day and I can't really cope with that. Okay, well, yes. You know, I mean, I'm being sarcastic here, but you can see how discipline structure, again, or maybe we might call that more of our masculine energy, the banks of the river, is what holds the flow, right? When when we bring structure and discipline in, so oftentimes we might think of that as something that's taking away our freedom, but as anybody who knows this, who's actually in some sort of a discipline, it oftentimes gives you the freedom, Right. So for me, in my arc of my day, for example, I appreciate the structure of showing up, you know, and my masculine ability, for example, to show up to this interview and find my way here and show up on time and be present with you. So we want those times where the discipline is holding us and we're showing up for that. But most of us in our lives, that's so dominant. We don't Mm. get the time to be in the flow. If you really are approaching your workday and you're like, oh my God, I'm just craving 
more spaciousness, we're probably overbooked. You're probably overscheduled. Or if you're exhausted, it's probably because you're tapped out. You need more time for rest. You know, menopause for me was the great unveiler, (laughs) you know, where the, the running on my more young, more masculine energy overachieving, like all I did to, you know, survive a chaotic childhood and be the best and get the A students and get into UCLA and graduate early and do all the go, 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 do, do, do parts were awesome for me. Made a lot of progress. That was beautiful. But now in my, you know, midlife, tapping myself out like that, you know, the degree of stress that I used to be able to metabolize is nowhere near what it used to be. And that doesn't make me a weak person. To me, that makes me a wise woman. And so structuring life actually works for me to show up, give my gift, speak my truth, take care of my clients, run my business, be the entrepreneur, make the change, all of those things that hinge upon now Shakti practices that have me appreciate beauty and weave pleasure into my day instead of trying to say only this and then you eat your vegetables and then you have your dessert. No, I'm weaving dessert through my day. If you saw my office space right now, you would see 18 red roses that my beloved happened to bring me because I love roses. Love them. He tells me he loves to see my face when he brings the roses over. I'm lucky. I am blessed. I am blessed. I'm blessed. But that's one example of where I put beauty in my day. And that enables me to give the gift and do the do and be more in that masculine way in a way that's weaving it together. I love that because it's prioritizing pleasure and beauty Yes. Which, like you said, in the past, we've just, if we get to it. If we get to if we deserve it. If we deserve it. Right? We get a little tiny vacation after we've worked an entire year. We're a little nuts, particularly in the U.S. culture, but I would say in Western culture, we're so disconnected and we're suffering. Women are twice as stressed as men right now. Cambridge University just did a study about this that came out last year. Twice as stressed out as men. Right? We are suffering record levels of adrenal burnout, of stress, of heart disease, of depression. It's not working for most of us the way that we're doing it. I love this idea that you're really giving us permission yeah. to be disciples of pleasure. <laughs> right? And I would and even disciplined. say per- discipline, right? Disciples. I love that. I'm so glad you're making that link because discipline, I used to think, was a bad word, the rebel in me, but it is disciple. And I love the word authority for the same reason. That's about being an author. What is the story that you're writing? I love that. And it, it again, it is the opportunity for us to make sure that it is a priority because it makes a difference. Yeah. What you're saying to me is that it does make a difference to indulge as much as it is to get it done. Yeah. That's a powerful realization right. for so many of us. Right. Lisa, can you please share with us a favorite quote and tell us how it inspires you? Mm, What a delicious invitation. Yes, this is a quote by uh, a teacher I have such tremendous respect for. Her name is Jalal Jabanam. She's an amazing author. And this quote is from her book called Aphrodite's Daughters. Your sexuality is God's love letter to you, a miracle 
of biological engineering that could have been devised only by a mind of vast and humorous generosity, a mind that knew the pain and the sense of confinement earthly beings would feel and wanted to make sure you might always have glimpses of heaven. So what I'm really present to right now are the tears in my eyes (laughs) and the feeling of um, gratitude in my heart. It's interesting to get this emotion. I mean, this is a quote that I've been saying for years. It's in my Kama Sutra book. You know, it's a familiar quote to me. And why is it touching me so deeply, you know, a decade after I read it? I think it's the hopefulness in it. And the knowing inside every cell of my body, and I have to say, I know it now because I've experienced it with my own beloved, what our sexuality can be for us when it's linked with love. And the promise of the heaven, the kingdom that is within us, that our sexuality can be a gateway into. And my grief over seeing how sexuality is used and how deeply confused and shamed we have been around it and the absolute feeling of just awakening and evolution that is possible for us, each one of us. And I want to just say it doesn't matter if you're single or what your sexual orientation is or whether you have the beloved in your life or you're calling the beloved in. This is about our relationship with our own bodies, with our own hearts, and with our own sense of the divine. We are built for ecstasy, and we have forgotten about that. We've been we've told that it's wrong, it's shameful. We've forgotten that it gives us this glimpse of heaven. I love it. And I had the opportunity to watch your face as you were reading that. And what I got is it's reminding you who you are. Yes, exactly. Let's take a deep breath. (sighs) I've been speaking with Lisa Schrader of Awakening Shakti. If you want more information about the work of Lisa Schrader, go to awakeningshakti.com or check out her podcast. Or you can also get there through the New Dimensions website. That's newdimensions.org. I'm your guest host, Ray Palermo, and I want to thank you for joining us at New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you, Lisa, for being here at the cafe. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, To subscribe to our newsletters or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973 thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.